0: Welcome to Trapartisan radio, brought to you by Trapar books, films and editions. Today I am talking to my dear friend Anders Lundgren, the Swedish author, who is a big comic book fan and has great taste in movies and who is a uh, LaVeyan Satanist and uh, basically just uh, an all round great guy. Enjoy the conversation. Thank you. Yes, Anders. Um, I'm curious what made you interested in comics, first of all.
1: Yes, comics, my first love. Um, must, Yeah, it must have started uh, like for most people. I'm guessing when I was young, and uh, I got the Bamsa issue uh, stuck in my hands, and by by probably my sisters or my parents, and then uh, I continued reading comics, and it's yeah, just never stopped. Uh, So from a very early early age, and then uh, one important waypoint i think was uh, when uh, yeah during the the boom in the mid 80s uh, that a lot of people talk about um, with uh, primarily the dark knight returns uh, for me was um you know st- One main reason why I never stopped reading comics, I might say, because I had a steady diet of, you know, Batman and Marvel comics and that sort of thing that kind of replaced Bamsa and uh, Bobo and uh, Goliath and the other kids kids stuff. Uh, This was for a little older kids, you might say. And uh, um, then, um, yeah. Like I said, I never never stopped being interested. It's been a a passion and I've been working um, with comics in in different um, respects. Uh, As a a librarian and uh, organizer of uh, uh, the Stockholm International Comics Festival, um, I've uh, for the past 12 years or so had a podcast um, high on comics or comics pile. I of series with my uh, friends uh, Anton uh, Bjurval and Freddy Kaplan, and uh, I also have a column in uh, Bubla, Image and Thought, Bubble, the, the publication for from uh, the Swedish Comics Association, and I've published in a couple of uh, international anthologies and so on uh, about um, Hellboy, um, Mike Mignola-related things and uh, also uh, the Punisher yeah.
0: and here we come into to uh, uh, a different but related uh, area which is uh, the philosoph- philosophy contained in yeah. certain comics and yeah. you, you are an outspoken uh, Satanist and a member yes. of uh, Church of Satan and you've written for the Fenris world for instance uh, yes. about Mike Maniola and also Hellboy yeah yeah uh, and uh, Uh, I hope you will continue to do that but what uh, I wanted to ask you is uh, (laughs) that uh, there's a big difference between uh, being passionately interested in something and being like yourself uh, an organizer and you also write a lot of film reviews and you're also Mm -hmm. actively involved in the Swedish uh, H.P. Lovecraft Society uh, Mm -hmm. you know and have this uh, it's not yearly, biannual, right? Uh, yeah, it festival. was. It
1: was up until a couple of years ago, uh, uh, an annual Stockholm H. P. Lovecraft festival, and uh, now it's uh, yeah, like most things, it's uh, on a pandemic hiatus, you might say. But uh, there are plans for future events, of course. Right. Cooking.
0: But, but what is the the uh, psychological drive or or? Uh uh, cluster that makes you want to be active
1: in the dissemination of stuff that you like? <clears throat> yeah that, that's um, an interesting question because I, I, I remember I started dreaming about doing this uh, back in the mid 90s actually and then my my idea was I, uh, I got really obsessed with uh, the TV show The X-Files and so <clears throat> one event that I, I started dreaming up in my mind what, what if we could have like uh, some sort of x-files get together and so that was my uh, yeah the, the first time i started thinking in organizing terms and then i i didn't have enough of a drive i guess because that never really materialized i um, uh, it's, it switched into uh, yeah the comics festivals Uh, Where I worked as a producer and uh, moderator, and uh, yeah, like like most smaller events, it's uh, you you become a kind of a jack of all trades. But uh, yeah, the the whole thing about yeah disseminating and and sharing, of course, you um, as you you want more people to understand why the stuff you like is. So incredibly good, and why they should uh, care about it as well I guess that that's that's one way of looking at it because uh, uh i mean for for me um, film criticism for instance that that I do as a professional um, a lot of a lot of the movies that I like have been enhanced because of really good writers and and people who have <clears throat> thought long and hard and done research about uh, certain films and then decided to put uh, pen to paper or uh, maybe uh, fingers to uh, cursor keys and and uh, write something about them and and then share the the fun and the joy of of things and i I guess that's the yeah that's the drive sharing the fun
0: then also as a consumer of uh, let's call it cause a kind of dark uh, culture in a way, mm-hmm. or just very specialized weirdness, and uh, which is in a tradition, you know, we have the yeah. pulp, pulp fiction, the pulp magazines, and uh, uh, weird tales, and Lovecraft, and uh, all these, these uh, strains, and also in films, they have moved along along the ge- the generations and the decades uh, and they, they're still around you know the the there's a kind of dark flame that is kept alive and yeah. you have also started uh, to write short stories in Swedish yes. and now also in English uh, and I wonder again what is it that makes you want to take that step to go into the thing that you
1: love yes yeah, <clears throat> yes to, uh, like with I'm a, I'm a Kind of a, um, I'm I'm passionate, but things take a while for me to guess date you might say. So of course, writing is. I mean, I, I've been writing professionally for more than 20 years, but uh, I've always put off this, um, yeah, fiction, fiction writing because it, it's, yeah, you you know, it, you want to be. Super good at it from the get-go. I guess that's the <laughs> that's the idea. Uh, and uh, so instead of just churning out stories all the time, I I waited. I think too long in in a way. But I mean, my my magical thinking uh, says that I I did it at the right time because now it's it's going really well. And uh, of course, like like many before me, the the main reason was um, that. I was happy with a lot of stories, but not all of them. And, and I mean, that's <clears throat> that's why I w- want to write stuff myself to uh, you know tell the tell the stories that I think need to be told, and um, with the subjects that interest me, and I hope will interest uh, more people. You know, it's uh, it's this whole uh, tradition with you know the uh, zeitgeist novel. Uh, or zeitgeist story, and uh, I f- feel that I have some something to add there. Um, apart from you know just doing cool horror stuff, uh, I think that there are uh, stories that I haven't seen uh, told yet. And then uh, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm the type of reader who sometimes you know gets uh, upset when. Uh, Instead of just going going with the flow, as why did they do that? I said, <laughs> when when writers just mess up something that was really good, and then uh, they cock up the ending, and uh, kind of uh, yeah, you gotta respect uh, their choices, but it's uh, that's uh, of course also uh, a drive. That's uh, yeah, you know, why did they kill so and so that character and. Uh, <laughs> Now I I I'd like to write a story along along those lines but not make the same mistake. Right, right, right. Yeah.
0: Where where do the original ideas or sparks come from in your case? Like you you get an idea, you know, I have to write this as a uh, as a short story. But where where mm-hmm. do they come from the original ideas?
1: Yeah, that's the that's the toughest nut to crack, isn't it? But um for <coughs> <clears throat> For me, it's um, yeah. The, there are people and places and um, things that you've experienced that uh, have um, have had a great impact <clears throat> on. And I, I like like you. I can see those you know waypoints where your uh, uh, your life could have taken many different paths, but uh, you picked this one, and and then now. You see how uh, that particular path, in retrospect, for made you know a lot of interesting forks and byways appear, and uh, so that's yeah. Th- I, w- I would say that that's one one of the main <coughs> main reasons, and, and sparks is you know I, I'm thinking about those uh, uh, those those events, and and then uh, what. I want them preserved for posterity, you might say, uh, because uh, if, if I don't don't write them down, then uh, you know they will eventually disappear, like everything else. But uh, a book uh, or a, a record um, is—I um, mean, nothing lasts forever, but longer than uh, the average human lifespan, at least, if they're. Yeah, if there's strength and, and some spark in it, and, and that's—I mean—that's for others to decide, of course. Uh,
0: but do uh, you think it's uh, hard sometimes uh, to conceptualize or have ideas, or, or uh, simply to write this kind of dark fiction uh, in a world that's so dark and absurd in itself? <laughs> reality is in a way more absurd than things. Whatever we could come up with is not on par with reality.
1: No, no, that's uh, that's very true. And uh, yeah, of course, a lot of that's why a lot of horror fi- fiction is, um, you know, it's 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 a safe form of uh, uh, you get you get that frisson of terror. But uh, uh, yeah, nothing can beat you know a cancer ward for uh mind-numbing uh, horror of course but uh yeah but yeah i mean it's it's like uh, being a comedian during uh, the trump era in in the us was was that uh, easy no but did they do it anyway yes and i mean that's the the same thing i mean you like, like I say, you say it's that old adagio of, you can't make th- this shit up but yeah, you yes you can. <laughs> uh you you can make it up and uh, I mean taking taking your your key from from a very dark and, and at the same time lovely world that we live in um and you twist it in in a way that's sometimes worse and sometimes for better than the what we have. It's uh, of course it's a way of um, Processing and and uh, uh, you know fi- yeah filtering what what you see and what you experience and uh, that's that can help you as a writer and person and hopefully you know it can help <clears throat> others as well. Uh, not that I'm doing self help books, but uh, there would be more along the lines of you know something like uh, Thomas Ligotti, who, who's a an avowed nihilist but and uh, or Emile Sioran who writes extremely dark aphorisms but I mean I get so much joy and happiness from <laughs> reading their dark musings that, that I, I mean obviously there are more people who are like that so that's uh, that's another thing that you can contribute by uh, you know refracting what you see uh, and uh, every time you turn on the news or read a paper
0: absolutely i think that uh, uh, let's see how i can formulate this Mm. Uh, many of the authors and basically the art that we like yeah we can call it dark i mean that's a very vague term yeah but but you know it's it's dark in essence Uh, and Mm. a lot of it is also kind of a Mm -hmm. uh, quasi science fiction meaning it's Mm -hmm. usually science fiction Context or the usual uh, things that we are used to, uh, like science fiction tools. But mm-hmm. what I'm after is that someone like Ballard, uh, someone like uh, Philip K. Dick, yeah. uh, Lovecraft, in a way, too, is that there is something there that much later on hits the spot of reality. And we can say, whoa, they were so prescient. They were, you know, seeing the future in a way. Um, mm-hmm. And I wonder is that simply because our minds interpret uh, a certain kind of culture in that way or do you think that some artists are actually you know filtering something from the future for whatever reason <clears throat> yes
1: um, I mean you know what uh, William S. Burroughs said uh, uh, when you when you cut do cut-ups, the future leaks out, and uh, <clears throat> maybe that's um, yeah true for for fiction in in general when uh, it it it's at it, its best. I mean, there's uh, of course a back and forth because uh, a lot of the time um, science fiction um, has inspired scientists and people who work in different branches of tech the tech industry to uh, um, yeah in, in how they approach their work, they take it from, they take their cue from sci-fi uh, and to to name a couple of examples uh, the documentary Fast, Cheap and Out of Control which is a really good, uh, Errol Morris, I think, uh, documentary uh, there you have some guys working for NASA and, and uh, they were <coughs> uh, you know, developing the software for uh, the mars rovers for instance and when they they were doing the interfaces for uh, for that they they took the whole uh, visual look from the star trek next generation holodeck because then, then they could understand it and, and work with it and um, and then a more another example that i heard is how um, in in china sci-fi was banned for a long long time because a lot of yeah, a lot of the best sci-fi is very uh, critical of uh, you know different environments that they were or times where those um, books and texts were created. Uh, so they didn't want <coughs> uh, people um, you know dissing the Chinese Communist Party and their policies. So or writing parables. about <laughs> <laughs> about the Chinese society, so for a long time you you couldn't have it, but then they some some of the um, Chinese uh, uh, headhorn shows they were uh, wondering why uh, Chinese scientists and and factory workers or, or whatever they they were often great workers but not great innovators, and then they uh, traveled around checking out uh, think tanks and and tech companies. And uh, what they found out was that a lot of those uh, guys were, like I said, inspired by sci-fi. And then (laughs) just pragmatically they decided, okay, maybe we should just try this out and have a literary sci-fi convention in, in China. And then they went ahead and now for this was maybe like ten, fifteen years ago, and now a lot of great sci-fi is coming out of China, and uh, I, probably some of it is heavily censored, of course. But uh, um, the yeah, the stuff that we get to see here in in the West is worthwhile, at least. Yeah, but uh, to get back more specifically to your question, I, I definitely think that uh, some authors, when they, you know also when they think long and hard about something i mean you can't predict the whole future because there's too many variables of course but you can certainly uh, you know pinpoint something uh, and uh, yeah if you if you want, want to call it like second sight or clairvoyance I, I, that's uh yeah that's maybe up to others to decide but uh, there have certainly been (coughs) yeah, so many visionary authors that uh, I mean that's definitely worth considering at least but then then of course there's the the whole issue of um, uh, what do you call it Um, uh, confirmation bias where uh, <clears throat> you know how when you start like I, I mentioned burrows before and when you start looking for the number 23 it does seem to pop up a lot and i mean of course there there are there are people uh, like at uh, uh, the editors at 14 times for instance who have done uh, blind tests and uh, 23 won out anyway but yeah still confirmation bias is there but uh, yeah, who knows?
0: Yeah, and I mean, um, this upcoming o- October, uh, we will have our uh, Psychoanalysis Art in the Occult uh, conference in Copenhagen, and yeah. you will be there and you will be uh, presenting a very in t- uh, interesting piece uh, comparing the old movie Westworld with Yul Brynner with the new rendition, the new. Uh, series which is now i guess in its fourth season exactly Uh, yes yeah Mm -hmm. Um, and that is interesting in many ways uh, in part because the the basic idea of westworld is that you create these uh, robots basically with sentience and with uh you know apparent human streaks but yes. they're basically uh, toys to be used and most definitely abused. But then they rebel. You know, that's a very interesting idea,
1: which mm-hmm.
0: at that time was not yet reality. It was science fiction. But today we are in a completely different situation. So this TV series has, is a bit more sophisticated in many ways, yet it carries exactly the same idea. What happens yeah. when the robots, you know, rise up. Uh, basically, so I'm wondering what what your thoughts are about that uh, the original science fiction creating a reality, and yet it lingers on
1: in fiction also. <clears throat> yes, that yeah, that that is certainly <clears throat> very interesting, and, and uh, uh, we are are uh, also starting to see uh, these kinds of amusement parks or theme parks. I mean, the Disney World is a different animal in some respects but now you have uh, these uh, immersive uh, Star Wars experiences for instance where you where you are uh, on, on board a, a spaceship and there's a scenario that that plays out which is more along the yeah that, that's a total environment in a way where you you kind of you leave the this world that uh, yeah the the real world behind and you enter another space and time. Uh, <clears throat> so we're we definitely seeing some of those uh, things happening but uh, f- for me the, the most interesting aspect of uh, the old show versus the new show is uh, what you were hinting at about uh, the the abuse and that that's, uh, flipped perspective that we see in, uh, in the new show where um, the, the old one <clears throat> the persecuted humans were the victims of uh, rogue technology, but now in in the new series the um, the roles are reversed, where it's more um, about th- this idea of uh, you know it's a very like Blade Runner inspired uh, concept in some ways now, uh, main, mainly because a lot of the people who wrote the scripts were are super fans of, of Blade Runner. So <clears throat> when when the series really comes into its own, it's uh, a lot about this, yeah. What is a, what is human consciousness and uh, uh, memories, uh, or or fake memories, real uh, emotionally and. And what happens when somebody knows that they they have just had implants and all of that stuff that they uh, think they remember is uh, a fact fiction? Um, that's interesting. And then of course the the whole yeah the whole idea that uh, humans are instead perpetrators and playing playing god with uh, sentient beings, which is I mean true in in today's world uh, even before. Uh, we have AI that is, um, you know, able to function separately from uh, from humans uh, in a, in any you know meaningful way. You know, you've seen a lot of, lot of those uh, little experiments over the past couple of months where people feed scenarios to AIs and they they write film scripts and make pictures and that sort of thing. But uh, that's still on, on a pretty, I mean, raw level. Still kind of amazing and uh, a lot of humor, potential for humor in a lot of those things. But uh, until they dislike the critique, yeah, 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 exactly, <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. and, yeah, and that, that's what you what you have in, in Westworld, of course. Is uh, yeah, there is a ro- uh, Android uprising, and uh, so you get yeah of course you get a bit of a repetition uh, but of the same scenario that you have in the the first film but um, with uh, a lot of lot more layers to it i would say
0: yeah 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 we were touching uh, in a conversation i think yesterday uh, about (coughs) similarities with the original uh, planet of the apes uh, trio of films yes Mm. Uh And that, of course, also stems from the, from the or 70s. five
1: pentalogy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If we want to be, yeah. Yeah,
0: and I think <laughs> that you know that that stems from from uh, the 70s, and and uh, then we, we also talked about uh, films like Soylent Green. And, uh, yeah, we're
1: in the year of Soylent Green now, so yeah, exactly. 2022. So that makes
0: sense to talk about. And Logan's Run, which are these wonderful uh, science fiction films, with they are very nice aesthetically, but they also carry this very, very dystopian uh, worldview that uh, I think uh, Anton LaVey, for instance, saw uh, already back in the day that th- these films carry a lot of uh, power in the sense that they are uh, stripped to the bone in their assessment of how um, rotten human, humans are, <laughs> in a way, yeah. and that there is a possibility <laughs> to resist and to fight, but essentially it's it's uh, going down the drain. And I think maybe why there is a resurgence of this, or remakes, or development of this right now, as we, uh, like you said, we are in the year of soil and green, uh, yeah. is that maybe we feel that the uh, the battle has been lost in a way. You know that it comes back with such a vengeance uh, and now it's more like light entertainment, not philosophically packed films I don't
1: know no <coughs> yeah that that's of course uh th-
0: that it becomes more yeah. like pornography in times of despair,
1: yeah know? yes there there is that of course uh I mean uh, when it comes to dystopias. These days, it's yeah. It comes back to your earlier question about how how can you top uh, the the horror that is <laughs> just being alive on uh, in in this world. Because, but yeah, it's uh, like I often say the um, the capacity capacity for for the world to to you know do. A lot of different things, all at the same time, is enormous. Because I mean, we, we're living in paradise now, where we're sitting, talking here, with the sun is out and it's nice and warm, and we have a fluffy dog here by, <laughs> by our feet. I mean, it's we're we not complaining, but at the same time, there's you know, the world is burning, and wo- yeah. war and famine, war and famine, and yeah, yeah. Makes- <laughs> yeah, all of all of all of the stuff of nightmares is happening. Right now, so um, the like uh, the quote, uh, an off, often um, maligned film, uh, <laughs> The Phantom Menace, you know what Qui Gon says there uh, 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 your focus determines your reality, and uh, that's um, I mean, you can, yeah, compartmentalization is. Not always a good thing, but it may be a useful thing because you know if you if you uh, like a lot of people now nowadays are s- thinking so much about all the things that are going wrong and all the things that could go wrong and are sliding in the wrong direction, then it can become crippling,
0: self-fulfilling prophecy even. Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, so my my view on that is that I mean. You, you do what you can and and uh, live li- your life to to the fullest, and then you will hopefully inspire others to do the same and and move, yeah move things along in, in a better direction than than what we have right now. Uh, yeah beautifully quote
0: that that in a way sums up very much the, the satanic philosophy yeah. as summarized by Anton LaVey
1: yes so
0: and part of that also i think is is uh, being uh, encouraging of your own stratification process in what you take in you know because if you if you allow yourself to be force fed with mm-hmm. general culture in a way, yeah, uh, it's meant to sedate. It's meant to—it's uh, not meant to encourage or, or uh, stimulate or be critical or rebellious. Uh, so I think uh, one of the key things in in this, uh, and why it can be interesting to go back, for instance, if there are endless TV series going on, you know, mm-hmm. to go back and see who, who wrote the original film—is there an original film—and and then see what that actually says, because quite often it's not the same message you know no no there's there's usually uh, a lot more intelligence in the original formulations the films might not have been you know technically as beautiful or production wise or but but there is some kind of philosophical punch there that uh, encourages humans to be humans you know and i think that to take part of that detective work you know to unearth previous culture to see what's there and find those original gems I think that's uh, perhaps you know uh, a luxury perspective but a a very important perspective for us in the Western world at least we have that opportunity to dig and see and take part of a much more intelligent culture and I think that's an important way forward because if you simply only take in then you
1: will be uh, malnourished yeah, definitely, I, I'm constantly amazed that uh, uh, people that I hear from time to time. Um, when yeah, because I, I of course move in a an environment where movies are discussed uh, a lot, um, uh, at my day job and, and uh, at a film distribution company and so on, and and also, uh, yeah, social circus and, and and whatnot. Every everybody is a film buff and. Most everybody is a film critic nowadays, whether they get paid or not. Um, so um, there's there's definitely that. Uh, that yeah, the worst part about that is when when I hear somebody saying that they don't watch older films for whatever reason. They uh, you know some people yeah claim that they are yeah were yeah the effects were so bad and I mean they have a yeah I, I'm. I'm generally irritated by a shallow attitude towards culture, where uh, people don't, uh, yeah, they don't dig, and they it's uh, all surface appearances and disinterest. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, like like you say, there is a com- complacency where um, people just uh, you know take what what they are fed. Uh, in a way, um, there's no, you know, you binge watch whatever is the newest thing on Netflix, and and then, you know, don't bother uh, checking out even what that director or directors or whatever what they have done before. If uh, even if you really like something, you just move on to the next new thing, and that's um, yeah, that, that's a peculiar peculiar way because that that's you know amusing yourself to death. Uh, and desensitizing yourself to, to culture in, in a way and, and the, the other part of, of the other flip side of the coin is when you instead of you know just uh, desensitizing yourself with uh, the good stuff, the fiction, you, you can do the same but with news where you kind of paralyze yourself in, uh, yeah, like, like we touched upon earlier, all the things that are going wrong and that will continue to go wrong. It's uh, it's yeah it it's not good for you and it's uh, not good for uh, the the greater arc of what we are doing every day and into the future.
0: But you decided to to uh, start writing fairly late, uh, as opposed to many who start you know scribbling when they're teenagers and things like that. And and what was the reason for for you starting?
1: Yes, the, the, there was, um, yeah, magical thinking. Like I, I hinted at, um, I, I had kept, you know, like like many people, a commonplace book uh, where I would I, written down, you know, ideas and scribbles and and you know, uh, treatments for short stories and whatnot. But then, the <clears throat> when when that's turned into a more rightly disciplined. finally. That was because um, one of my f- favorite writers, Yukio Mishima, he's, for obvious reasons, he, he committed seppuku when he was, yeah, 45, right? Um, and so at 45, I s- decided that if he stopped writing at 45, that's when I'm going to start in earnest. And and that I did, and then I have I have kept up, uh, you know, writing a couple of hours uh, every every week, uh, mostly you know early in the mornings, uh, and it's either my my own fictional output or it's yeah the reviews and the different freelance stuff that I do. But uh, yeah, but so that's uh, yeah, talk about uh, weird forms of magical thinking, but.
0: So do you hope that you, uh, at least, if not thematically, then at least uh, in terms of discipline and, and workflow, you're uh, taking the cue from Ishmael?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's going going to be uh, yeah, there's a tough tough act to follow in in many many ways, of course. But uh, yes, I hope to write stories that are um, in the end as honest as what what he did at, at his best, uh, and uh, I am. Uh, ...continuously amazed, not only by his uh, stamina and and the excellence of his uh, language and and treatment of language... ...but uh, how he could uh, put up with some of his characters for such a long time. Because some of the people that he writes about, they aren't very um, um, comfortable to be with, to, to, to be honest. And that's, uh, yeah, that seems to interest a lot of, a lot of writers. And I, I might not go in that direction uh, as fiercely, but we'll see. We'll see.
0: For more information about all our books, films, and editions, please visit www.trapar.net. That's T R A P A R T. You can also sign up for our newsletter at the site. I recommend that you do that so you get all the news immediately. Please also visit our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash vanessa23carl That's patreon.com slash vanessa23carl